Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. How we doing, everybody? Welcome back. Have you guys ever wondered how entrepreneurs, how people actually make it, how some people don't, some people do, and how people cut through that noise out there? So sometimes you need to have people that help you clarify your message and help you stand out as a brand online. That's what our next guest specializes in. His name is Sean Anthony. He also has the top 100 podcast schools over now what with he's had guests such as Grant Cardone, Ed Milet, interviews amazing people and discusses their journeys of success through the entrepreneurial world, their highs, their lows, all that stuff. Lots of value. There's a lot of competition out there and sometimes you just need help and you need to hire somebody that can help you cut through that noise. This was a really great conversation and I really appreciated Sean coming in and stopping and hanging out. So you guys are going to love it. And as always, make sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a review at the end. Subscribe if you're not already. I love you guys. If you're new to the show, welcome to the show. Welcome to University of Adversity. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Appreciate you. I love you guys. Sean Anthony coming right up. And we're on. Sean, welcome to the show, my man. What's going on, man? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, I'm excited to chat, man. We um we are connected actually. We knew Kayla Adams, which is small world, right? She was on she was on my show. I, I knew her for for a long time. And then you guys work together, right? Yeah, man. She's actually one of my clients, man. Dope person, man, for sure. Yeah, awesome. Awesome, man. So as always, man, I uh, I'm really excited to hear about what you're up to. You got schools over now. What podcast, which is blowing up, which is a great show. You're al- you're also helping entrepreneurs clarify their message online, doing a lot of cool shit. You've talked to a lot of cool people. Um, I would love to know a bit of your backstory, though. As always, yeah. you know, people want to know, you know, where you were before all this. Like, who is this guy, right? Yeah, so, man, man. Just uh, yeah, man. Take us back a little bit. Tell us tell us about yourself. Yeah, man, I'm from a small town, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Um, and it's one of those places where a lot of people don't make it out. We really had like two choices. Either they were going to go to jail. Uh, well, I'll take three choices. Either we're going to jail, we're just either just going to die, or we're going to go off to like the military or something. And that's really what all my friends was doing. And for me, I got exposed to so much so early, man. I was 14 and I had an older brother um, who's still killing the game. But when I was 14, he went off to this thing called college, which I didn't even know what it was. He went off to a college, um, North Carolina A&T. Um, he went off to the school, and he starts throwing all these crazy parties. And we're talking, like, big parties. Like, we're talking artists like Young Jeezy, Rick Ross, you name it. And for me, at the age of 14, I was exposed to those things. So I was at 14. I was in the clubs. I was on VIP couches um, with all these people. And it was just crazy to just see that. And I think something went off. And it was like, you know what? I'm about to go home to the small town of Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. And I'm about to do this. So I went back to, you know, my hometown, man. I threw my first party at the age of 14. It was a graduation party. 
So I throw this graduation party and I walk out of this room, you know, throwing this party for kids who are, you know, four years older than me. I walk out of the room with $6,000 in my hand. Wow. So like a light bulb went off, right? I'm like 14 with this money. I'm like, yo, you know what? I think I got a skill. I think people are captivated by me. I think I can collaborate. I think I can bring people together. And I wanted to go to that C word. I wanted to go to college. I didn't want to go for no education, man. I'll be honest. I didn't want to <laughs> go for the education, man. I didn't care about none of those things. I wanted to go to a live school. I wanted to throw a bunch of parties and make a lot of money. Um, and that's what I did. I went to uh, Winston-Salem State University, uh, which is about 30 minutes away from my brother. Something went wrong. I always kind of had that guy in my corner that I yeah. can kind of go to and kind of figure some stuff out with. And I went to that school, man, and through some of the craziest events of all time. And it was just dope. And think about college, which we didn't think about, you know, as we picked it. But you only got four years, supposedly, four years, right? Yeah. And those four years, after that, people go back home, man. They go back to, like, wherever they're from, Vancouver, or where you're yeah. from, right? <laughs> they go back to L.A. They go back to D.C. And it's a wrap. You never see them again unless you make, you know, good relationships with them. I knew that was going to happen. And because I knew that was going to happen, I was like, you know what? I'm about to switch it up. I took all those skills, those communication, leadership, putting people together. I took all those skills and I went corporate, man. So I went corporate for uh, four years and I was promoted six times. And that was, that's really kind of what shaped me. And I think going corporate, I think also is a little bit of my backstory. So I got like, I got like promoted so much, man. I got like six hours away from my family. And I had to stay up and I had to stay up and stay woke. And I, and I started listening to podcasts and I said, you know what? I can do that. And I created schools over now. What? And now it is what it is today, man. I love that. So what I find really cool, it's like the basic, the basic skills you need to bring people together are, are just, and, and they, they're, they're transferable in all areas, right? You're, so what are some of the things that you were really good at? Like as far as, you obviously can bring people together, you know, like what is the key to that? Because there's people that are shitty at it. And there's people that are good at it. There was always those people that were like, I remember, well, I didn't go to college, but there was, I, I played, you know, junior hockey and I played, I went to a lot of parties, but there's always those people that could bring the group together. And yeah. I worked in bars for many years, man. I was running bars and, and it, you know, there was that energy. There's always somebody that had people gravitating towards them and some people didn't walk yeah. us through that, man. Like how did you, when did you realize you had that and what was that exactly? Yeah, man. I think it's just the social light in me, man. And, um, like when I was 14, like I paid attention to how people would just walk up to me and just either want to tell me everything or walk up to me and want to figure out what I had going on. You know, like, I don't know what, like, like now I'm really sit back and think about it. You know, there's always like fads, right? There's always like trends that are going on. I paid attention to the fads and paid attention to the trends. But when I was 14 and still to this day growing up, I've never been the tallest guy. So like when I was 14, there was a fad and there was a trend of artists like Bow Wow and Lil Romeo. And so like I would hit those playgrounds, man, and they would go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, <laughs> They, they would just be drawn into like that aura and people would be, you know, wondering about, Hey, what does this kid have going on? And for me, it's been able to take, you know, what I learned as a kid before, you know, as you grow up, you know, you, you're going to get told things as an adult that you will accept that you would not have accepted when you were a kid because right. you just didn't know any better. 
So I took the fact that, hey, you know, I accepted everything I was told as a kid and I took it to my adult life. And people were just drawn to like being around me from a social perspective, but also going in with a service mindset. I was always thinking about, yo, what can I do for this person? Like, what can I do for this person? What can I do for that person? And I paid attention to where people were struggling at and I figured out how can I best serve them. And then that just created like world fire, man. And it just kept going. Yeah, it's crazy when you go into it with that perspective. Like, how can I help this person? Mm-hmm. Because there's so many people that want to take, 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 take from every situation, right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. And that's yeah. a majority of relationships out there. And, and then people wonder why nothing comes back to them. Yeah. You know, and yeah, man, it's, it's really interesting. I love hearing that and how those skills how they, they transfer now into like, you know, helping people and bringing people together. So what are some of the, what are the, some of the things that you see that people are lacking these days? Like entrepreneurs, especially. Yeah. Like, communication, well, man. First yeah. of all, communication skills, man. Communication skills have to be, they have to be on point. You know, like even for me, like to be able to, you know, I was in college. I remember the first day before the first day of college, right? So let me give you a typical person's first day for the first day of college. They're probably at home. They're probably packing their suitcase. They're probably getting their outfit together, making sure they got all their school books. Now, let me give you what my first day before the first day was like. I was at an apartment complex surrounded by guys who were throwing some of the biggest events promoter-wise, plotting and thinking about how they were going to rock the first week of school with back-to-school events and with parties. Like, like, I shouldn't have been thinking like that. I was thinking about how I was going to land on a campus and get college kids, not to go to class with me, but to come with me <laughs> and knock on doors. I was already thinking that, man. It was just so different. I was thinking communication. So, like, as I'm going, I remember, like, it was yesterday, the day before I had my first day, I remember visibly, like, visibly being in a room talking about how we're going to pull this off. I remember going to the CAF that first week of my freshman year. You know, you get there as a freshman, you get there before the upperclassmen. So I was at the CAF, man. I wasn't looking for like orange juice or uh, breakfast. Dude, I was looking at people. And when I was looking at people, I'm like, all right, let's see, let's see, let's see. I was on recruiting, man. I was on a recruiting mindset and I was spotting like the cool kids, the, the socialites, the athletes. And I was like, you know what? Like, uh, they about to be my friend, man. We about to be, yeah. we about to be tight. And then it yeah. just naturally happened because I went in on service. Like, hey man, what's going on? What you got going on? Like, tell me a little bit about it. You know, like, all right, cool. Like, what you doing this week? Now, understanding, you know, them, where they're from. But it's all about getting to know people and then going again and saying, you know what? Yo, let's do this. So then, so like literally my first week was just crazy. And I just went off like the rest of my time. What are some things that you faced in college though? Some challenges? Cause it's not always easy, right? I mean, was there oh, some, God, was yeah. there some shit that really was really oh. tough? Uh, in college, man, when you're going after a goal and this happens in life, man, when you're going after a goal and you, you are coming at it with a positive light. People are recognizing you're going to have people that support you, people that love you, but you're going to have some haters, man. You're going to, you're going to have haters that get people like, you know, trying to figure out like for me, I was coming in as a freshman, as an underclassman, just trying to take over a complete campus where people who are seniors, right? Like uh, uh, people who were maybe graduated, they were used to doing things a certain way. I was coming in in a completely different angle. So I think for me, that was probably the thing, right? 
and it, it takes you know gradual time of being consistent in something so that your haters have no choice but to accept you or want to partner up with you if that makes any sense yeah they uh, they all of a sudden become your fans right yeah man and the next thing you know they, they, they need you to some extent or they want to work with you yeah, I we I experienced that in in school. In, I didn't go to college, but in high school, you know, our hockey team would come in, and then the football guys hated us, and there was always that like, wait a minute, what are you guys doing? Because we'd be the new guys coming in yeah. and trying to change shit, take the girls or whatever. And there was yeah. never, but then eventually you kind of realize you're like, all right, well, are we gonna fucking fight all the time? Like it's exactly, exactly. It I mean, sense. exactly. It, it, it and it's. I mean, uh, this sounds bad, but sometimes yeah. that, that those things have to have happen or get yeah. close to it for you guys to realize, yeah, should you should really work together. For me, I think also too, I was very strategic. So even though I know I was coming in and trying to take over a campus for what I was doing, and there was these upperclassmen, you know, with thought otherwise. I remember, I was scouting, I was recruiting. So if you watch, you know, me back, you know, when I was on campus, people used to always joke. But everybody that was around me from my closer inner circle, uh, they were like six three or taller. So it kind of looked like I was walking with security. And it kind of <laughs> gave off that vibe. And sometimes, and those are my guys, my blood brothers, man. And, yeah. And, and um, often at times, you know, people caught it a different way. You know, people may not giving them their value, which they definitely had a value. I wouldn't be nothing, you know, without having them near me. Um, but but that's the case too, though. Mm. How are how was your upbringing, man? Like you obviously had a good mindset, right? You obviously had some people. Like I had no. I came from a very negative family, so I I didn't even understand positive mindset until way later. Yeah. Did you have an understanding? Were you like you? How was your mindset? Like, how, how did you look at things? Were you generally a positive guy or yeah. was it? Yeah. T- talk to me about that, man. Like how, because you obviously seem to have your shit together for a young guy. Yeah, man. Right? Um, my, my, I come from a two parent household. Uh, my, yeah. my mom uh, was a corporate financial analyst. She, she started off um, from what I remember in one job and got promoted to another job. So we actually, like we actually went from the trailer and then she got promoted, went from the trailer to the other side of town. It was like moving on up Jefferson style. Yeah. Um, and I watched her work ethic. So to go from a trailer to go from, you know, this nice crib on a, the other side of town, you know, it was, was, was a big come up for us, but that goes back to watching her work ethic. My father uh, was always a champion, man. My father, a lot of people don't know this, but my father uh, is, a, is a retired professional bodybuilder. So I literally watched oh, wow. this guy win a bunch of championships, man. He was like, dope, man. Atlanta. Guy was killing it. So I, I literally watched a woman climb a corporate ladder, my mom, and I watched my dad literally be a champion. Um, wow. So I really had no choice, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> observing it like, you know what? Oh, I'm about to get it. But it's kind of instilled in you. I think even if you're growing up in a negative place right now, you have to go back to like your bloodline, like your lineage. Like there, there might have been a grandfather, there might have been a great, great, a great, whatever. That somebody that they just had a little bit more time, they could connect the dots. They could have been you, yeah. and and you might be coming who you are now because it just was already instilled in you. But you tapped into it, you right. know what I mean? So I think I think that definitely gave me an, an advantage whenever I got around the wrong crowd. How are they? What was their opinion of what you're up to, though? Were they were they like right like, now or like the party game back then in the party game? Oh man, the party <laughs> game. Uh, my brother, my, bro, my brother is like he, he he's in the party game. But he's not no longer the promoter. Yeah. He's the owner. 
So he's right. running out, like, right. running out of these clubs and things like that. I think I think when you're doing something that people haven't seen, they really ain't got really yeah. too much to think about it, but they might underestimate, you know, what it is that you're doing. They might just rub it off, like, okay, that's cool, or maybe not even acknowledge it. Um, and that's that's nothing wrong. They're just not used to seeing it. You just can't get caught up in a mindset of feeling underappreciated. But I, it was never challenged. Right. So, all right, you you made a challenge. Now you're what happened in between then? Did you get right into the entrepreneurial game? Like as a coach, like walk us through how you got into this, because this is super important now online. And because there's just so many people out there, you know, there's a lot of successful people that it's funny because we look at them. We don't think they're successful because they don't have a following or they don't, but there's a lot of people killing it that just don't go on social media. It's crazy, man. Like I've talked to so many people like on LinkedIn and you just assume, oh, well, they're, they don't have a following. And that's not true. But mm-hmm. now, you know, you, it's massively important to be out there and to be present. You yeah. know, talk us through that, man. Talk us through your experience and, and why that's important and how, how that's kind of come to be. Yeah, I think you've got to figure out where is your ideal, you know, customer avatar or your ideal audience or client, where are they at? Like for me, it wasn't LinkedIn. Like, 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 like for me, like my generation of people I serve in the beginning stages, you know, of an entrepreneurship journey or anything dealing with school or getting out of school, they probably don't even understand LinkedIn. I I have brought on some huge people from LinkedIn to to expose them to those things. But for me, what, what I think is important is identifying where they at so you can serve them. So yeah. if that platform is Instagram, yeah, you go on Instagram and kill it. Yeah. If it's Pinterest, go on Pinterest and kill it. When you identify that platform, I think it's all about showing up consistently. For me to cross over to, you know, going corporate, just launching a podcast to now being, you know, one of the top brand strategies right now. I think it all comes about who am I trying to serve? And I'm really trying to serve those people who are out here trying to figure out how to stand out as a brand. Mm. how to you know get those deals how to work on certain things where their strategies are making sense and working for them you know like they've worked for me and i've always had the ability to connect and connecting people to the right person and and thinking about things in a different way and when i launched the show so many people were saying yeah i want more of you like they were saying like yo like like you pulling this off like how did you do this or how did you do that or you know I, I like the way you explain it. And that's what led us to creating the Now What Academy. Um, and, and now we take on, you know, people from so many different fields. Um, yeah. You mentioned Kayla. Kayla is an actor who was just acting, what, with Brad Pitt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Kayla, Kayla is one of my clients. And then I have other clients who are, like, in different fields. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that's important because everybody is trying to level up in their entrepreneurship journey. If you can figure out what platform it is that you want to serve them on, what makes you stand out, what gives you the credibility and go serve them. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, it's gotta be such a rewarding feeling for you too. Cause I love seeing people grow, especially people, you know, you've known for a while. Like I've known Kayla and I've seen her just like, it's, in, it's incredible. Like when we got on a call and we had a chat, like she's just grown immensely and it's just so great to see. Right. And that's a rewarding feeling for you as a coach too, like, you know, teaching these, these people and seeing them, you know, kind of go on to their own success. I mean, that's the fulfillment that we all want. Right. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's what you want too, but you got to think about like, like even when you're in the process of, you know, helping them get those things to happen, 
you got to tap into the struggle, right? You yeah. got to tap into, okay, why we ain't done this yet? Or tap into, okay, how can we get to this yet? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then not only that, once you tap into it, how do we expose the world to the fact that we accomplished this? Right. And, and, and so it link, so it leads on to, you know, X, Y, and Z. I treat the podcast game. And this is the first time I ever said this. I treat the podcast game like an artist, man. So like, if you, if you really go back and listen to, or just watch how we moved in 2019 from January to April, we dropped an album. So what I mean by that is from January to April, we're on tour. We're, we're going across the country. We're interviewing Grant Cardone, Ed Milat, David Metzler, Mims. We're in New York. We're in uh, LA, we're in Miami. That's that's the album, right? So yeah. we drop an album January to April, drop the album, right? So for the remainder of the year, from April all the way to October, so I'm gonna take you through, you know, look past two second, you know, third quarter, we're performing the album. So what I mean by that is we're on tour. And what I mean by that tour is that we're dropping content, we're looking at content, we're bringing out content. Oh, you ain't seen this yet? Boom, we're gonna give it to you here. Yeah. Oh, you didn't see this? Oh, boom, we're getting to here. Almost like we're going, you know, state by state. But now we're showing you this album we're creating. And now we're in October. So I'm looking at October through December, right? Yeah. That phase is all about PR. It's all about promo. And if you pay attention, the reason why I say treat the podcast game like an artist is because to me, when I compare, you know, what I'm doing to, you know, other people in the genre and in the space, they aren't doing it like that. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's the that's the separating piece for me, um, it, it is to look at it in a different perspective, but then watch it grow, and seeing what can happen. Yeah, I love that, man. It's the podcast game is a is a crazy one. There, it's such a rewarding thing, man. Like when I got into this, I had no idea what was going to come out of it, but the amount that it's helped me and being able to connect with people like yourself. It's, it's crazy what it does for your own, for your own abilities too, you know, like your own confidence, your own communication, you know, being able to listen, man, listening is so fucking important. And it's something that most of us lack in this world. And when you have a podcast, you, it, it it forces you, I don't want to say force as a bad way, but you have to listen, right? If you Mm -hmm. don't want to sound like a robot going from question to question, you have to listen, you know? And yeah, that man. we can all be better listeners, right? Facts, facts man. I think I, I think what's cool about it too is that yeah, I'm talking to people that I would probably just talk to in general, but now I'm talking to them and I'm sharing my I'm asking them questions that I would ask them because hell, I'm trying to learn. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I think out there it's pretty yeah, dope. Dude. You get to tap into minds and people get to you know listen to that. I think it's going to help them as well. Absolutely. So you talked about communication as in as in people a lot of people fail with that. So what, can you unpack that a little bit? Because maybe some people are thinking communication. What do you mean by that? Like, is that how you communicate your brand? How you actually speak? Like, can you unpack that for us a little bit? Yeah, man. Yeah. With communication. I mean, it's it's a combination of those things. Um, And from a communication is if you're out here trying to stand out as a brand online, which is what I have a lot of people do is, are you doing these three things? Are you, are you educating people? Are you entertaining them? And are you inspiring them? And what I mean by that is, I mean, I can do a quick little situation with you right now. Like if you're on video with somebody right now, 
and you want people to pay attention to your message, a quick way of educating them might be saying, you know, where you're from, right? It might be in describing the population. It might be one out of every, you know, three black kids never make it out of their, their hometown because of gang and drug violence, right? From an entertaining piece, it may be, you know, that wasn't me. You're looking at me now. And from an inspiring piece, it may be, and I can help you too. And this is how we're going to do it. X, Y, and Z. So like, like, are you doing, you know, those things from a communication perspective, or it might, you know, be something completely different. Maybe there's a room right now you're listening to this because you got me on and maybe there's a room you want to get into and you don't even know how to get in that room. Mm-hmm. I think the communication piece is looking at how do I get to the source? So I, I, I have a specific client I think of right now who is popping, like he's popping on Instagram, blue check, verified, living his best life. Um, but there's certain brands that, you know, they want to get on, right. They want to get into, but they're having a hard time reaching them. And it could be something very simple as looking at that brand online, who are they following? Right. So if this brand has millions of followers and they're following 238 people, why haven't you figured out who those 238 people are? Because in those 238 Mm -hmm. people, as you scroll through, you're going to find the creator of that brand. You're going to find the number one resource and that's who you tap into. So stop going after these big old guys thinking you're going to hit a home run, but you really ain't even really dive into it deep, but that goes back to communication. Uh, How are you communicating? So I think communication is key, man. That's a great, man, that's gold. No one thinks about that stuff. They don't think about it. You know, it, you got to go true. like, well, who's had my lap following, right? Like, uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's genius, man. Like I didn't even think about that. And there's so many people that aren't at that, you know, popularity that are still um, have amazing value. Yeah. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's authors, out there. there's just so, there's, there's so many people that have this massive value that yeah. if we just don't, just because you don't know them doesn't mean that they're, they're, they don't have that value, right? Uh, yeah, I think society gets it twisted. I think, yeah. I think we, we pay so much attention to like small things like a blue check, and we're not realizing <laughs> that person with that blue check is broke. And, 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 and the person that they really look up to that they're trying to be ain't got none of that. I, I think that's really about paying attention, man, because the value is in, is in who is giving them that juice. Yeah. <laughs> Who's giving cool. them that juice, man? That's the value. So, all right. I'm, I'm curious. What is your, what does your day look like, man? Like, what is you, like, how does you, how do you set your day up for success? Like, how do you prime up? Do you got a routine think, or anything? I think every day is different, man. Like literally like today, like, um, I'm trying to go up done today already, uh, on the East coast right now it's, it's 12 PM and I've already, I've, I've coached a client, I've interviewed somebody and I'm talking to you now and I have to go somewhere else in a little bit. But for me, like a typical day, it consists of waking up, right? Of course, got to be grateful and being, you know, sharing those five things you might be grateful for, but also transforming your mind to think about what is it that you're trying to obtain next so that when you go into a certain room, you have the right mindset. And for me, that's mastering like the transitional moments. Like right. I look at like the seven habits of highly effective people or anything Brandon Bruchard has ever wrote. I think about who does this person need me to be before I go into that room? And how can I give them that? So that like, it's, it can be something as simple as if someone's listening right now and they got a regular job, had a horrible day at work, they're probably going at home, giving that family that same energy. 
What they need to do is sit in the car and say to themselves, who does my wife need me to be when I open this door? Mm. What kind of father does my daughter need when I walk in this room? Separating and mastering those pieces. So for me, it's all about mastering the transitional moments. Um, There's not like a setup routine. I think health, mindset, and wellness is important and make sure I have that implemented every day and just continue to get up before everybody else. So by the time you get up, if you're getting up at seven o'clock, I got about four hours on yeah, you. Yeah, you East Coasters, man. You guys got yeah. the, you guys got three hours on us. Yeah, and then on top of that, <laughs> and then on top of that, you think I was too. I get up at like four a.m. in the morning, so oh, it's yeah. really like one o'clock when you sleep. <laughs> so it's like one That's o'clock, so true, man. You're already you're getting up. it. You're getting I, it. I got you by a lot. So it's like six hours on you. So yeah, I think it. I think it's what it comes down to, man. Brendan Bouchard's an interesting dude, man. He's, he's inspiring. What are some things that, that inspire you with him? Because I know he's all about high performance, yeah. but like, what are some of the things that you takeaways that you use from his stuff? Because I know he's super valuable as far as the info he's given. I think the guy just talks with confidence. I think um, also too, if you look at him and really dive into his story, I think one thing that's kind of interesting with the guy is that uh, he's just a regular dude, man. Yeah. I could probably go listen. listen. I said, I could probably, I probably can go to anybody downtown. I could probably go into any, any building corporation, walk down a, a hallway and see about 10 of him. But I think the fact <laughs> yeah. that that concept of me too, it helps a lot of people realizing that they can pull it off. Yeah. Um, and I think I like the fact he speaks with confidence. He knows what he's talking about. He goes in with so much value, I think, which is very important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, man. It's how important is that belief and confidence and how much do you see that lacking in people? Mm-hmm. You know, as, aside from communication, do you, do you see people? What is it, what's the other thing? Because I, I notice people's lack of belief is massive. People always telling themselves they're not good enough. You know, do you see that a lot as far yeah. as trying to get to the next level, like they doubt themselves? I think, I think like what's important to me is realizing, and I think about this Jay-Z lyric all the time, and it's like, it goes, remind yourself, nobody's built like you, you design yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think having that belief that you like, whatever situation you're in right now, you can do something different. I was recently, you know, being interviewed on a, a show and uh, the person, they, they said something to me I never really thought about is that, Dude, I've reinvented myself three times. Yeah. I, I, I was a guy throwing parties, killing the game. I went corporate. Forget going corporate. Now, now I have one of the top 100 business podcasts on iTunes, impacting so many people and helping them build brands online. But that's three different lives. Yeah. So I, I think even if you're lacking that confidence, even if you're lacking in communication, one of the barriers that you constantly forget about is the fact that, yo, you really designed your own life. Man, I'm, I'm the same. I've done three. I was a hockey player, then a bartender, bar manager, and now, you know, podcast entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it these days, right? It's, yeah, man. it's crazy. But that's the thing is like people get so wrapped up in that, that fucking box that they, they put themselves in, you know, these personas. And I've talked about this before and they get stuck there. Why? Why do they? It's they're choosing to stay there. I think it goes. I think it goes back to who they surround themselves with. You know, you got to get so nice at what you're doing. You got to be uncomfortable in every room you go into, that that you're not the smartest person in the room. 
And because if you are, you got to get out of there, man. You, <laughs> yeah. If, if, that's, that's the reason why people go back to certain places. They reach the plateau when they're in a the room. They are that plateau. Every mm. room I've walked into, I'm nowhere near that plateau. I'm, and it's getting around people who got what you want to have or inspire to be like. And constantly being in those rooms. Now, every room ain't going to be like that. But yeah. you need to make sure that you're constantly searching for that feeling. Right? I think that's going to help somebody too. Like, what is that one moment that gave you that feeling? How do you keep going after that feeling so that you don't forget what that feeling felt like? Yeah, because as, as soon as you get that, that inspiration, that's like your real soul purpose. And then we try, our ego's talking ourselves out like, ah, oh, no, you're not going to, you're not going to do that. You were, sh- you were shitty before. You failed in this. Yeah, Why yeah. would you be able to do this? That's yeah. the game that we go, this, this loop. Yeah, and man. yeah, man, we got to act on that right away. It's like, no, fuck that. Like, shut up. I see you're trying to keep me safe, but like, you know, this yeah. is. And tapping into that feeling, man. Like tapping into that feeling. Like, like I told you at the beginning of the show, like, dude, I'm from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. The population is small. The violence is high. And I can go back right now in my mind and think about what that water smelled like on Laguna Beach and that private beach at my let's house. That's irregular. That's not yeah. normal, man. Like a lot of people might get on Instagram and, you know, click the stories and be like, oh, that looked pretty cool. It's a completely different beast when you stand in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a completely different beast. And then you're like, you know what, yo, I got to feel this every day. Like, like I got to get this. Like, it's just realizing that, like, just talking about it right now, had me like, you know what, yo, I got to go secure bags. Yeah, man. And I love that interview. You guys got to go check that out as well. It's like, because I, I loved how you were you were talking about how you manifested that. Like you were, you were thinking about that. Yeah, man. You know? I saw too many people on that couch, man. I saw too many people yeah. on that couch. And I was like, like so I'm going to be there, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, like I, I was, was going through his house and he was like, yo, which, which room do you want to go in? Like, which room do you want to be in? I'm like, man, we going to the spot I kept seeing on YouTube. I ain't taking nothing else. Yeah. I mean, but cause that's how, that's how it is. I mean, it is, it is different, man. It just looks different, smells different. And it's like, yo, I, I got to get more of that. So that's a feeling, though. And uh, if somebody listens right now, that feeling may be them hitting a jump shot and they trying to be a pro athlete. That feeling, you know, may be them winning that award that they shouldn't have gotten. Or that feeling may be, you know, them getting that promotion and out beating everybody else. You got to have that hunger that you had when you first started. You got to yeah. keep tapping into that and you got to keep busting down these doors. Yeah, man. No, that's... Uh... Absolutely. That, that feeling that you get, you got to keep that. And it's, but for some reason, people just go back to, they think that, Oh, why am I, why am I feeling good? Why? That's weird. You know how that, that is a lot of people's perspective is like, Oh, why am I so happy today? Or what am I? It's crazy how that's the mindset of some and to be able to program yourself, to be able to have that, that inspiration, however you need to do it is super important, man. Yeah, super, I think I think to be programmed like that too, but also realize I ain't gonna settle for that. Yeah, like I ain't gonna settle for that. You know what I mean? And because some of these bigger guys that you look up to, even though you think they all the success, which they do, they still not settling for that. They yeah. still competing against each other. You know what I mean? And even some of these big names that we mentioned, they still got people in their mind that they they trying to eliminate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, or they're trying to, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to show them that I'm, I'm the biggest one. I mean, so it's still be happy, but don't settle with it. Just think about, okay, how, what else? What's next? How can I enjoy this moment? But realize this moment isn't the last one for me. 
Yeah, and we put them on pedestals too, but at the end of the day, they're just humans, man. They got yeah, their man. own shit. Once you get to that level, it's just another level of, of challenges that they're facing. It's yeah, like man. we see them up here, but they're just humans, man. They're just at a different level of their journey. They're at a different chapter, you know? Yeah, man. More money, more problems. I mean, it's two lines to think about. The more money, more problems. And it's the other line that says, more money, more problems. I invite distress. Yeah. <laughs> both yeah. of them. The more money you got, the more people you can help too, you know, like exactly, man. That's what it's about. That's the thing. Like you can, you, that's what it's all about, man. Like, you, you know, you be, you can have so many more resources when you're making money. I mean, that's the mindset people need to have. It's not about the cars. It's not about, because when you get that stuff, so many people are like, that's not what brings you joy. You know, it's being yeah, able no. to help people, man. And the more money you can make, the more you can do that. And, um, the more people, as you can probably agree, you, you hear these successful people and they're like, man, the, it was the, the joy was in the journey coming up. Once you're there, it's like, well, these cars aren't making me happy. I'm still not happy, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and everyone's just searching for that thing. And I think that's fulfillment, you know, yeah. like whatever that is. And that is just helping another human get yeah, to where man. they want, right? And it's successful people want to do that. Like what shocked yeah. me is that is, is how, how, so these really, really successful people want to help you. Yeah. They're thinking of ways to help you. Um, they're, they're offering ways to help you. And people, people always say, say like, you know, I, like, I pay attention to patterns of how people move, right? And a lot of people, and this, I still to this day, I don't think I ever shared this either. I think people feel like certain people are unreachable. Um, and then when they're able to reach them, that's the only time they'll be able to reach them. And what I mean by that is, dude, these really, really successful people, these people worth $400 million, no debt and higher, they're giving out their phone numbers. They're sending you a text. They're asking questions. Dude, I left at my last house, um, 6 a.m. the next day, he sent me a text and he's like, hey, I really appreciate you showing up at the house. I just wanna make sure you guys made it back safe. And like, like dude, that ain't wow. regular. You would think somebody, oh, you would a think legend. somebody, yeah, you would think somebody else would be like, oh, forget you, dog, like move yeah. on. And you, as a person in the space, you'll say, yo, I ain't about to ask for this phone number. And they're like, yo, hey, take my number. Like, Fuck, that's cool. So man. when you're really in the zone, if you're really trying to be successful, if they doing it, why are you not doing it? Man, such a good point. That gave me goosebumps, bro. Like, that's a, it's that's crazy. a really, that's an awesome. That's just being a good human at the end of the day. Just, Dude, I got stories for days, man, and stuff like that, man. It's, wow. it's crazy. Wow. I, think, I think it's really crazy. Like I did a show uh, with David Metzler and um, did a show with him. One, the show what shouldn't even have happened. I was freaking late. Um, I thought it was a wrap. I was at Ed's house trying to do two things at one time. Um, and, and I was like, Ed, do me a favor. He was like, yeah, man, what you need? <laughs> and I was like, hey, I was supposed to interview Dave. You already know I was supposed to interview him. And because he had said something to me, man, she get to that guy, man, she get to that guy. And I'm like, I'm at my last house. I just, sorry, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know this was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know it was going to be this long. I know you're going to be this cool. Like, you know, like, and I was like, hey, man, could you reach out to him? And this guy, man, this is no lie, man. This guy grabs his phone, does a voice text message. Voice text message is the guy. And literally, in uh. voice text message, I'm right there. And say, like, hey, you need to really interview this guy, Sean. You need to sit down with him. This guy's incredible. Um, you should do it. 
dude, no lie, man. It might have been might have been 90 seconds. My phone goes off. My phone goes off. David didn't even have my number. I don't know how he even got my number. Um, he was like, hey, Sean, I know you posted that Dunnage interview, you know, at my office. I know the time. I know it's late. Come to my house. Wow. So this, so it goes from it goes from the it goes from my office to a house that quick goes back to communication. But here's why I want to bring it in on people. Not only just communication, but I want to really bring it in on people that successful people are doing what you think they aren't doing that you're uncomfortable with. So I get to Dave Messel's house. I do this podcast with them. I'm thinking, dang, I'm in this guy's crib. This is dope. This is cool. I'm thinking it's over, right? His daughter walks into the room. Walks into the room with like, yo, this sounds like, I, w- I wish there was a cartoon that could illustrate this. She, she walks into the room, man, with chicken. And I'm like, yo, where's this going? <laughs> where's this going? So I'm looking at my guy who's with me, traveling with me, we shooting all these videos and stuff. And I was like, hey, y'all hungry? Y'all want to have something to eat? And then literally, dude, the podcast is over, man. We having dinner, man. And I'm sitting there with this dog in my lap eating chicken. But it goes back to wow. like, what I want to really bring in is, Dude, these successful people are doing things that you are uncomfortable with doing because you feel like you're doing too much. Wow. And I'm like, dude, if they doing it, why I ain't doing it? So yeah. I'm going to continue to to leverage that, man, and, and, and continue to make those right skills and, and see where it goes. Man, you're everybody's attainable now, man. Like, that's awesome. Now you can just, you know. Yeah, they're attainable, man, but you got to be willing to do it, though, yeah, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You're do it and put in, put in the work for it. But yeah, you're, you're definitely right about that, man. And um, I, my wife jokes with me all the time is that I say, and I, this goes back to my childhood when I was with my brother, I recite so many rap lyrics, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I literally can walk around the house and just be, but when I recite them, it's not just to just say them and say them. It's really a mood and I'm thinking. Um, and, and, and this whole experience that we're talking about, it goes back to, like, I think about a line I heard from Nipsey Hussle one time. And he said, I reached every goal I ever set. I had to sit back down and rearrange that list. And in 2019, I checked a lot of those goals. But in 2020, oh, boy, man. it's going down, man. Dude, awesome. I, this, uh, I'm so grateful coming and chatting with us, man. This is awesome. Where can, we, where can everybody find you? Where's the best place? Yeah, man. You can find me on all social media platforms um, at Sean R. Anthony underscore. Uh, you can find me on Google. Type in just Sean Anthony. Um, I'm not the doctor that shows up, but I will show up number one on the uh, Google News page. And find us at www.schoolsovernowwhat.com. Uh, we'll continue to push out that heat, continue to inspire so many people on different ways of leveling up, man. It's been an honor on being on the show. Dude, it's been great, man. I, uh, I love your podcast. I love what you're up to. And you, I, I encourage everybody to check you out, man. Like you got a great Instagram. Um, you're doing, you're, you're doing really good things And man. 2020 is just going to be, it's going to be an incredible year for both of us. I can feel it. So for sure, man, let's get it. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Okay. Everybody make sure to check him out. We're going to have everything in the show notes for you. Um, don't hesitate. Go check out schools over now. Schools over now. What awesome podcast. It's also on YouTube. So if you prefer to watch, go check them out there. And I uh, love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Sean Anthony, everybody. Thanks, everybody. As always, go check out Sean right now. Follow him on Instagram. See what he's up to. He's doing some cool, cool stuff in the entrepreneurial world. And obviously, go check out his podcast. Send him a message. Tell him that you heard 
him on my show. He'll love that. And go subscribe, leave a review on his podcast as well. He's got some great content and he's doing some really, really great things. So share this with a friend, guys. Leave us a review. I love you. I appreciate you. We'll catch you next time.